Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 15. I am so glad that you are here, that I am here. And before we get going, if you enjoy this podcast and you feel so inclined, will you subscribe and share? I would really love for more people to explore internal inquiry and meditation. I see how it affects the community that I am in. I see how it affects my household. You might notice how you feel after listening, and I just would love to be able to share it with more people, and um, I need your help in doing that. So if you would subscribe, leave a review, share, The algorithm loves words, so when you leave a review, it loves text, not just pressing the stars, but if you just want to press the stars, that's okay too. I appreciate that. So I am recently back from a yoga teacher training, specifically trauma-informed yoga teacher training. And over the last decade, this has kind of been my path to make my quote unquote, my mess, my message, um, to make my, uh, challenges, my strength to make my struggles, my strength, not necessarily my mess. I don't, I don't really like that verbiage. So to make my struggles, my strengths so that I can help other people. And um, so I was up at a place called Salt Spring Island. You may have heard me speak about this before. I was up for my um, birthday in July. And it is truly a magical place. It is so beautiful, so grounding, centering. And um, I really enjoyed seeing what it looks like in the summer and also the fall which really felt like winter to me, but it was um, just exquisite. And if you have a chance, you can go onto my Facebook page and see some of the pictures. It was just so beautiful, so full of color. And um, I just love being there. And if I had a gazillion dollars, I would take you all there and we would spend a month there and Heidi would feed us and we would practice yoga and we would walk around And just be with nature of all kinds. It's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing spot. 
So this week I wanted to talk about a couple of topics, but they kind of all stem from um, struggle when things get hard. And I know I've said this a lot, but I, I keep wanting to say it because I want it to become normal. I want it to become mainstream. I want you to be able to reflect when you're going through it that this is just part of life, that life is not meant to be easy all the time. And as I've said that, you know, the bigger that your life is, the more friends, the more family, the more activities, the more peopley things are, the more stuff comes up. And the longer that we live, the more things that we experience, the more difficult and joyful things become. So I want to tell you a quick story and then I want to read you something. The story is I was driving Lucas to school this morning and on Tuesdays I have set up a tutor for him so that he can have a sounding board with someone other than me or his dad, grandparents, uncle, teachers, that he has a peer to be able to chat with. And within that 30 minutes, they also do some homework. And so today, Lucas says to me, "Um, please tell, I'll, I'll say his name is Sam. Please tell Sam that I don't need to write my spelling words in cursive. (laughs) And I said, okay, why do you want me to tell him that? And he said, well, because I don't like cursive. It's hard. I don't see the point. And it takes me a long time. And it's not easy. And I was reflecting on, wow, how many times have I has said all of those things, not necessarily about cursive, but about things that are happening in my life. Um, so we had a really excellent conversation. One of the things I said to him, or I thought it was excellent anyway. <laughs> uh, one of the things I said to him was, listen, everything that you do that's new, just please know this, everything that you do that is new will be hard. That is just the way it goes, that it is difficult at first because it's new. And then just like running or walking or feeding yourself or reading or brushing your teeth, it becomes easy. But that just takes time. So it will be a struggle at first. You won't like it. But eventually... Somebody will ask you to write in cursive, and you won't even think twice about it. You'll just do it. And that was something he seemed to grasp this morning, that that things that are new are difficult. And that difficult is just part of life. So that's part of this discussion today, this podcast today, is that sometimes things are difficult. 
sometimes things are difficult. Sometimes things are difficult because something has happened to us. Something out of our control. Somebody did something to us. And we are left with the remnants of that thing. So with regards to this trauma-informed yoga uh, teacher training I went through, I was reading something this weekend. And in fact, um, one of our instructors at Gather posted this again. It's the third time this has shown up. Um, So I feel like I need to share it. And this is um, written by a woman by the name of Brianna and I'm going to butcher this name, but I believe her last name is Weist. And if you don't follow her on Instagram, I would really suggest that you do. Um, I'll try to find her handle and put it in the show notes. But she has amazing perspective. She's very young, um, but her soul, her spirit, her thought process is, it is old. It is deep. It is wise. And, um, she gets me every time. I mean, she just really, her, her words just hit me. So one of the things we talked about up, uh, when we were at, um, at this trauma-informed yoga, uh, teacher training was, um, that it's not our fault, but it's our turn. Or another way to say it in the way that Brianna says it is it's trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. So I'm just going to read this. I'm not going to read it all, but uh, I'm going to read a few parts. And I will also post it in the show notes, her, her article. What happened to you was not your fault. It was not something you asked for. It was not something that you deserved. What happened to you was not fair. You were merely collateral damage on someone else's warpath an innocent bystander who got wrecked out of proximity. We are all traumatized by life, some of us from egregious wrongdoings, others by unprocessed pain and sidelined emotions. No matter the source, we are all handed a play of cards, and sometimes they are not a winning hand. Yet what we cannot forget is that even when we are not at fault, healing in the aftermath will always fall on us. And we, and instead of being burdened by this, we can actually learn to see it as a rare gift. Healing is our responsibility because if it isn't, an unfair circumstance becomes an unlived life. Healing is our responsibility because unprocessed pain gets transferred to everyone around us. And we are not going to allow what someone else did to us to become what we do to those that we love. Healing is our responsibility because we have this one life, this single shot to do something important. Healing is our responsibility because if we want our lives to be different, sitting and waiting for someone else to make them so will not actually change them. It will only make us dependent and bitter. Healing is our responsibility because we have the power to heal ourselves, even if we have previously been led to believe we do not. Healing is our responsibility because we are uncomfortable, and discomfort almost always signals a place in life in which we are slated to rise up and transform. How beautiful is that? 
And this is what I was trying to impart, excuse me, onto Lucas this morning, not necessarily about the healing, but when we're uncomfortable, discomfort always signals a place in life in which we are slated to rise up and transform. It is so true. If we can view it through that lens, if we can embrace it instead of be afraid of it. So I wanted to mention last podcast, I said in passing that when I decided to stop drinking um, 24 hours later, um, I had 24 hours and it was just really not a problem. It was something that I wasn't going to go back to. I wasn't going to go back to the drinking. It wasn't even a thought. I don't want you to think that I was just relieved of all of these things. I was just completely fine. I just woke up one day and decided I wasn't going to drink anymore and I wasn't going to do drugs anymore and everything was great. That is just not the case. So I really wanted to clarify that, that it took a long time to get to the point where I had enough. And fortunately, my rock bottom was fairly shallow. I mean, there was more internal damage, self-loathing than loss of the things. But there were some things that happened, some really awful things. Um, And so I was 30, 39 years old, 38 years old, 39 years old when I got sober. So there was a lot of wreckage. And so I don't want that, that part of the podcast I wanted to edit out because it just, it made it sound like it was nothing, that it was easy, that it was just this thing. And I just want to assure you, if you are in that spot of quitting anything right now, it was not easy for me. It was a long time and a lot of damage and wreckage to come to that conclusion that I needed to stop. But, and when I did stop, even though I did not have a physical craving for drugs and alcohol, I had a huge craving for checking out, for numbing out, for not for running, for not wanting to deal with any of the things. Because let me tell you, when I quit drinking, all that was was somebody taking away my coping mechanism. That's the way I coped. So all the things I was trying to cope and deal with, now they were just sitting out there like raw nerve endings and me just thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? So I want to say that if you are going through it right now, if you have decided that you're done doing something, if you're done with a relationship, if you're done being verbally accosted, physically accosted, if you're ready to quit a job, if you're ready to face the pain of divorce and loss, if you're willing to face the pain of losing a child, of not being able to get pregnant, of having to let go of dreams that are just not going to come true. Listen, I am walking with you right next next to you in solidarity with And please know that just as I told Lucas this morning, whenever you start something new, it's going to be rough, but you are resilient. You have grit. 
you will find the resources that you need and you will move through because that is the only way out. That is the only way out. And believe me, I have tried all the different ways, going under, going around, going the other way, and they don't work. But moving through does. And it's hard work. It is hard work, but it is our responsibility because the last thing that we want to do is transfer, project what is happening to us, what happened to us onto other people around us, whether that be our children, our parents, our friends, our co-workers, our partners. It's our turn to break the chain. It's our turn. And when we get to see that as a gift rather than a burden, that's when the shift happens. And I think that for me, that took a while because there was a lot of shame around the abuse of drugs and alcohol. There was a lot of shame around that. But what I know today is that I am not the culmination of all of my challenges, my errors, my mistakes. That's part of who I am, but I wouldn't be in front of this microphone if I had not gone through that. And the truth is, in my community, I see the devastation of not talking. I see what it looks like when a mom is struggling with their child because their child is acting out because of something else that is happening, not because the child is of an age, but because there is tension in the home, because there is financial stress. because somebody is being unkind at school, people, whether you are a child or an adult, do not act out and quote unquote misbehave just because. There is always a root cause, always. And when we are ready to take a look at what that root cause is to our behavior, to our child's behavior, to our grandchild's behavior, to our friend's behavior, when we can be compassionate and empathetic to what that root cause might look like, I think that there can be a major shift, not only in our own lives, but for everybody else around us. I truly believe with all of my heart that it is not our fault. I did not wake up one day when I was 13 years old and decide that I was going to abuse alcohol and drugs. That was not the path that I was going to choose. And even in the process, there was no awareness that, oh, I've got a problem. It was like, oh, well, this is the way that I've chosen to cope with being nervous or uncomfortable or being bullied or being assaulted because I don't want to deal with it. And so for the time that I am drunk or the time that I am high, I don't have to see it. 
So it wasn't my fault, but it is certainly 100% my turn. My turn to break the chain. My turn to heal. My turn to talk about it. So I just want to say that there were 25 of us up at that training. And I think it was our first night. We went around the room and we named all the different kinds of trauma. We could have gone around two more times. We went around once. And everybody named a type of trauma. And it was sobering to listen to things that I had never even thought about, that things that don't affect me personally. But my eyes are now wide open. And every day I am aware more of how people are suffering and how suffering ripples. I am also super aware of all the people around me that are healing, that they are taking care of themselves, that they have decided that they are breaking the chain, that the buck stops with them, that no, they did not sign up to have a mom that was not present They did not sign up for their father to be in jail. They did not sign up to be assaulted when they were 13 years old. They did not sign up to be chased home every single day when they were in eighth grade. They did not sign up to be hit in their marriage. They did not sign up to be verbally abused, emotionally abused in their relationships. They didn't sign up for their partner to die. They did not sign up for their partner to get a debilitating disease. They didn't sign up for any of this. But they have taken it upon themselves to sign up for healing, that they are empowered to heal themselves with the help of others. We can't do this alone, but we cannot do the work for you. So please know that just as there are many layers of trauma, there are many layers of recovery. So know when I use that word, I'm not talking about drugs and alcohol. I'm talking about the other 75 things that we're all recovering from because we're human beings. And we're recovering from them because... Those things in our life, when they are not dealt with, when they're not healed, they're affecting us and they're affecting other people. They're affecting our joy and our peace and our happiness and our ease. So please know that I am holding space, walking alongside, standing in the gap for you. And if you need me, if you need a resource... If you need a sounding board, I'm here. I'm so grateful for this podcast. I'm so grateful 
for my voice. I'm grateful that I'm not afraid today, that I'm not ashamed. I'm grateful that some of you listen. So as we close out today, let's just do a meditation here. Just on noticing. So wherever you are, if you're walking, just take a deep breath in and out. If you're sitting down someplace, do the same, if that feels comfortable. And you can place your hands someplace in your lap where you're not creating more tension, or maybe you want to place one of your hands across your heart center. Maybe that feels good feels comfortable. It feels nurturing. I'm taking another intentional cycle of breath. And as you allow your body to soften, softening the face, the jaw, the belly, maybe you are aware of you are noticing that something needs to be healed. That whatever it is, you recognize that it was not your fault. But you're coming to the realization and noticing that it is your turn. It is your responsibility to heal it. When you are noticing, thinking about those things, that thing, perhaps you are aware of a sensation in your body. Maybe your head is pounding. Maybe your heart is pounding. Maybe you have butterflies in your stomach. Perhaps you're not having any sensation at all. Maybe you notice that your breath has become shallow and rapid. But just notice how your body feels or doesn't, how your mind feels or doesn't. As you consider healing as you consider finally looking at recovering from whatever it is and just remember that sometimes most of the time You were just finding a way to cope. And sometimes using substances, shopping, food, 
sex, gambling, technology. Those are just our medicine. But perhaps we need to choose a different medicine now. Maybe the medicine is boundaries. Using our voice. Remembering that we are worthy. And we have the right to be here and take up space. Maybe the medicine is laughter. Being silly. Taking a run. Going to the gym. Practicing meditation and yoga. Maybe those can become our medicines. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's journaling. Perhaps it is just a big cry. And taking a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. If you want to sit here, stand there for a little bit longer. Open your eyes if they were closed to reacquaint yourself with where you are. Maybe taking another big breath just to calm the central nervous system. And remember that you are going to be okay. That whatever it is, you will survive because you have survived before. You are surviving now. And that there will become a new normal. And you will survive and thrive there. So until next time, may you be at peace. May you be at ease. And may you be free. <laughs>